Floyd. Francis. Floyd. Francis. Floyd. Wow. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Batman. Hey, Batman. Hey, guys. That new Robert Pattinson. Oh, man. Twilight Superstar. It looks lit. I'm mad at it. Hey, it looks actually super nice. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Uh, Welcome back to episode five. Cinco. Uh, We took a bit of hiatus, man. I was going through some things. How you feeling? I feel great. I feel really good. Um, let's just say this. The, the world got to me, man. Period. The world is a dark place. The world, everything has been going on and just with work. And I've just been lost trying to figure out where I'm going, who I am and what I'm trying to be. And and just for me, this is just for Floyd. Not This has nothing to do with the wife and the kids. It's just that journey that I'm going down in life. Where I'm just trying to figure out if I'm making the right decisions. And what's really dope is having like a legit partner to hold you down when you're having those moments. You know, I got to, I got to thank my wife, Francis, man, because you go through these times where it's just times of uncertainty and you're paranoid. And then your wife will sit you down and say, man, go on, hit this joint real quick. <laughs> what are wives for? That's you know? what they do. Now a little bit of backstory on me. I was always the guy that hated Drugs, period. My whole family did drugs, grew up drinking alcohol, smoking weed. I grew up in a neighborhood that was infested with crackheads and all types of stuff was going on when I was younger. And I had three older brothers that always pushed me away from it. They went left and they always pushed me to go right. So I was always turned off by drugs. And I was this kind of kind of kid growing up that if you tried to offer me drugs, I was ready to I was ready to box. Like I wanted to fight. Like, how you dare you? offended by it when... Someone asked you. Yeah, don't offer me drugs. You can't peer pressure me. Hmm. Okay? If I'm going to do drugs, it's going to be because I chose to. You can peer pressure me. Fast forward. <laughs> Fast forward 2020. Don't say peer pressure you because it sounds like you're just out here doing all types yeah. of drugs. <laughs> just That's not true. No. Um, but fast forward to 2020, man. And uh, my wife was like, listen, just relax your mind. It's the weekend. Go ahead and just hit this little joint because she smokes every day. And uh, I will tell you, it has literally changed my entire perspective Good. On weed. When I say, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but just hear me out. (laughs) When I say this marijuana, like healed my mind, I mean it. When I sat down and I smoked whatever my wife gave me, I think it was called like Venom. Mm -hmm. Venom OG. It allowed me to like think clearly. And be able to speak my thoughts. But the main thing is all the negativity that was going on around me kind of just disappeared to where I was just solely focused on that moment and my thoughts. And the best part about the entire thing is once I came down off being high, I remembered everything that I said. So in my opinion, it's like more on a spiritual level where I feel like weed was put here specifically for these types of moments, like God put weed here for these moments so you can open your mind and see things clearly without allowing the neg- negativity to affect your decision making. And it's as if there was a hole in my brain that was then filled up with cannabis <laughs> and I am a whole new man. And it's like it's allowed me to focus to sleep. sleep. I wasn't sleeping. I mean, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I was probably getting an hour and 30 minutes yeah, of sleep. Terrible. 
it changed everything for me, man. And I was always like against it. I was super, super straight edge against it. And I've changed my entire perspective. Yeah. For 20 years, actually, I spent my entire relationship with him, you know, dodging or hiding or sneaking around marijuana because I loved it so much. And when we first started dating, the first thing he said to me was, you know, you don't need to smoke to have fun. Right. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that's no fun. (laughs) But I did quit and I did not smoke for like maybe 10 years of our relationship. And one day we went to Amsterdam and I was re-triggered by it and its amazingness and hit back up with that again. But it helps me. I suffer with, you know, ADHD and my brain is all over the place most of the time. But when you really educate yourself yeah, and you take the proper strains, whether they're up or down or whatever, you can really heal yourself. Yeah. You know, forget all that medication crap. Like on some straight up spiritual, like me understanding the the meaning behind marijuana and the fact that it grows from dirt. <laughs> but I was always against it, man. Um, I, now, right now I'm smoking like this strain called um, Chocolope. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Chocolope. <laughs> Chocolope is like this, this intense relaxation. You know what I mean? Like imagine being at a Vegas hotel, getting a massage. Let's just put you in the Palazzo, right? You didn't already spend $556 on a 30 minute massage and you feel like an idiot because you spent 530 some odd dollars on a 30 minute massage. But you know, like I know if you've ever been to Vegas and got a massage, it's not like massage and massage envy. Mm-mm. It's not like massage over there in the neighborhood. With it's the not sp- like paying your kids twenty dollars to <laughs> nah. karate chop your back. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of massage. Like these masseuse uh, are are on a different level, right? And they they rub you down and they massage you and they relax all of your muscles and you forget that you just paid six hundred and five thousand trillion dollars for a damn massage. That's what that's what this chocolate is doing to me. Damn. Like it's cause it's given me that that sort of a re, uh, relaxation, but it doesn't make me overly high. So it's really high CBD, low t- uh, THC. And it's even got to the point where I'm recommended it to a friend of mine who my producer who recently had a stroke not too long ago is having some ailments and whatnot. He's trying acupuncture. And I was like, dog, you need to get on this chocolate. And he was like, chocolate. And I was like, yeah, that chocolate. And then he was like, yo, I think my girlfriend does chocolate. <laughs> so, so then we had a two hour conversation about chocolate and how it spiritually changed my life and it potentially See? could change his. And but he used to make fun of me when I, I would be like, oh, this and that. And make fun of but yes, I'm, I'm glad that you feel you've had a positive experience. Yeah. That's it. If anything, that's all I ever wanted you to do was just try it. You yeah. know, I put a lot of faith in cannabis. I put a lot of faith in it now because I'm starting to understand it. And first of all, let me apologize because I put so much heat on you because I just didn't want the drugs around me. I didn't want my old life to creep up. Yeah. Like I'm a firm believer in life is what you make it. If you work hard enough, you can get out of any situation. You apply yourself, you can do it. And you got to separate yourself from things that could potentially hold you back from your dreams and your destiny. And truthfully, I thought drugs I put weed in a category with meth and coke and all of that. You used to call it a gateway. You used to think it was the gateway drug. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But come to realize, alcohol's worse. And I drink alcohol all the time. And now, by smoking marijuana, I know for me personally, I have um, reduced the amount of alcohol that I drink. Because if you're smoking, you don't really need to drink. Right. And 
what's That's worse, real. drinking real. or, you know, smoking a plant? I'm thinking the liver is. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm going to grow a beard and all that. But that's, <laughs> that's later on. But what I will say, the, the whole reason I talk about it opening my mind is it brought me a moment of clarity when it came to my children. And I quickly realized that their entire life I've been lying to them. Like I've been lying to my children and you've been lying to your kids too, but it's not your fault. Traditionally, we've been taught, Mm -hmm. go to school, get an education, get you a nine to five at about the age of 30, 35, have two babies, get married, get a house, boom. That is the stupidest thing I think we could could have ever done. As we are definitely products of those children who were told to do all those things. I mean, we both saw our parents work their asses off their whole life, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? But that was the stupidest thing I could have ever told my children. Instead of telling them, up your skill set, find out what you're good at, Mm -hmm. try to figure out what your gift is, capitalize off of that gift, make money. There's too many kids out here who are multimillionaires from sitting around playing a video game. And half of these companies will take you, use you, and pay you a percentage of what you're actually worth and what you've actually brought into the company yourself, pay you pennies, and then make you feel like you're lucky to get it. And by the way, am I knocking them for understanding business? No. No. But at the same time, I realize that I should be more focused on upping my skill set and using my skills and my talents to bring me money mm-hmm. to help me provide for my family versus spending 13, 14 hours a day dedicated to somebody else's corporation who otherwise is only paying me an itty bitty piece of what I'm actually making for the company. That's your word. And that's just, that's just what it is. And I applaud all entrepreneurs. I applaud anybody that owns a business, runs a business, has a corporation where you have a ton of shareholders. I, I cannot knock you for what you're doing, but I've, I've been teaching my children wrong and that stops. We're not doing that anymore. We've had a lot of time to sit outside on the porch and um, have conversations about what we're really doing and how do we get out of this rat race? How do we teach our children to get out to be in the rat race? And it's a shame that I got a 19 year old and a 16 year old and I'm barely starting to teach them this now. Yeah. Which is sad because we should have been talking to these children about this kind of thing a long time ago. We kind of were, though. We kind of were having conversations where we didn't we didn't want to tell them not to go to school because we really want them to go to school because I know personally going to school, I learned so much. Like I'm damn near was a nurse just by some of my core classes that I took. I learned so much just from taking a bunch of different classes in college. Even if I didn't get that degree towards whatever I was learning at that time, but it was to further my education, which is really what the reason we want our kids to go in reality, we know that they're going to go to school, spend all this money, and then they're going to get a job making pennies. So we're going to call Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hey, Jenny, you're on the uh, you're on the podcast right now. They, everybody can hear oh, you say, "Put it in my butt." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jenny. No, you're good. So yeah. these are my friends. This is how our friends talk. So 
<laughs> well, you got to stay on the mic. I'm on it. I'm on it. So, <laughs> so Jenny, we're sitting here and we're talking about, you know, education and how we've been teaching the kids wrong about going to school, getting a four year degree and getting a job and all of that. Um, and I know you're one of those people that actually went to school, got a four year degree. Can you shed some light on if it helped you at all? Or are you just like it was the most pointless time spent ever in my entire life? Honest. Uh, pros and cons. I made a lot of great friendships. I feel like my work, my work ethic is better. But in terms of getting a scholarship and going to a four year university, I have not used my degree once. See? See what I mean? See? So, see? Um, and you do, I, you do you know, other things. You're friends. a performer and... Yeah. Yeah. And I have other friends that, you know, are so I was lucky enough to be on a scholarship. However, you know, there's other people in my same boat now working nine to five and just using it to pay off their college debt. So, I mean, for me, when my daughter grows up, if she wants to go to school, I want her to be passionate about what she wants to do. If she's just going to school to go to school, then I think it's pointless. See, that's See? and that's where I am right now, Jenny. I was sitting here t- telling uh, Sarah or Francis on the podcast, sitting here telling <laughs> Francis that I feel like we've been teaching the kids all wrong this entire time. I wanted to get your perspective because neither one of us got a degree, <laughs> so we got to call our friends who got them. <laughs> <laughs> we said, well, and you know, you're two people without a degree that are way more successful than me, and you're doing something you love, so. That should be the ultimate goal is doing something you love and making a living from that. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny, we love you, we man. Love Thank you. you for taking the call. I'm just sitting in my living room working from home. <laughs> you don't have pants on, right? Um, I haven't worn a bra in six months. All that home life. Hey, before you go, can I get, a, get it, uh, put it in my butt? Yeah. Put it in my butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you, Jenny. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye. At this point, I was having an issue with, you know, he's already got a little scholarship. He can keep stacking each year, you know, with his culinary stuff. And I'm just like, why don't you just start a little, why don't we just open like a little restaurant or a food truck? Or maybe you can start helping me with the meal prep business or something. And hey, you can make money or, you know, help your dad with the videography stuff. And why not? Yeah, man. Why not? I am paying student loans. Well, I'm not right now. Thanks, Trump. Yes. Coronavirus. Oh, now, now y'all want to get Trump shout outs now. <laughs> I just said that for you. Now you want to get Trump <laughs> shout outs now. Don't no, get into it. I'm, uh, again, I will not be voting for Donald yeah. Trump. This guy's been talking about blacks for Trump I over won't. here. I've been, I've been just to, just Psych. to, just to uh, be a troll on social because people get so bent out I can't shape. stand them both. Um, blacks for Trump. I just, I mess around, but I will not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> Uh, based off the fact that he's a reality TV star. He's not a politician, nor is he presidential. And I want to give my kids somebody to look up to and my grandchildren, who I'm sure I will have uh, eventually one day because my son's got a hot penis is what we like stop, to call him. Stop, stop. So I know he's looking at little girls. Now he and, got a job uh, now. He's got a job. He thinks he's the man. So I'm assuming he's going to have somebody pregnant by the year 2023. But that's... <laughs> That's nor here nor there. (laughs) Anyway, as we wrap up the podcast, I want to do this really quick, babe, because we talked about uh, shouting out Chadwick Boseman. We're 22 minutes in, and we just wanted to show some love to to the Black Panther. Yeah, man, that was tragic. That that definitely is heartbreaking, and it just keeps putting you in perspective that every day should be considered a special day. Yeah. Because— you have opportunity to wake up another day and every day should be treasured because you wake up and you're not dying. That's Imagine real, that's real, man. knowing that. 
This brother put out four or five movies and all while he's battling um, colon cancer. And I, I got to give myself, I'm calling myself a bit of a D-bag. I do this thing on my radio show called the D-bag of the Day Award. And I'm going to give it to myself right now. Because when I found out about what was going on with um, Chadwick and he passed, I was like, damn, I put up a, a story a while back where Chadwick was uh, taking pictures and videos. And you could tell that he was drastically thinner. And in the video, I'm like, yo, I hope that he's okay because I need Black Panther too. Yeah. I'm like, don't that. get sick on me now. Black Panther 2 needs to come out. He's selfish. And I was like, for my own selfish reasons. And I realized how selfish that was when this guy passed, man. So I gave myself the D-bag of the Day Award for being very selfish and inconsiderate of what this man was going through. And he was battling colon cancer. And a lot of people out there was talking so much trash. Mm-hmm. Trolls. So much trash about Chadwick. Oh, he's on drugs and all these other different things. And now we all feel like a bunch of idiots, man. So like my but wife do said. do you really? Do you really feel like a bunch I of do. idiots? I do. Because some people are just cruel. And that's another thing. Stop judging people. You yeah. never know what somebody is going through. Be yeah. easy. Be gentle. Have some kindness. Compassion. God, the world is so dark. But, you know, that's tragic. And I'm, I'm definitely hurt. But he is the definition, definition of heroism. For real. You know what I mean? That's, That's a real. true superhero, man. And he made a very valid point too. He was doing an interview with, uh, I think it was like Shay four or five where he was talking about these two terminally ill kids, two little boys who were holding on, you know, they knew that they were dying and they were holding on because they wanted to see the black Panther. Oh, yeah. So of course that broke him down because when he's telling the story, he's also fighting colon cancer. So it, it, it all made sense to see him in tears but just the compassion for these little kids, because kids, kids grow up looking forward to Christmas, birthdays, parties. You would think to yourself, a movie would not matter to, to children. Like, it, why was it just a movie? That's everything. That but we look for these moments to not only give us peace and to just take us away, but we can dive into just these special moments in life. And you never know what comes out of it. You know, creators love to watch movies being created. A child can be potentially a creator. You don't know. But the fact that these kids were so focused on seeing this movie before they passed, it, it broke him down, man. So he knew he had to keep going, man. And he did. Brother did four movies. I sit here and cry and complain because I got to get up at three o'clock in the morning. This dude did oh. four movies while battling colon cancer. So I'm talking chemotherapy and surgeries and on set to make movies. Mm-hmm. He was fighting colon cancer while he was the Black Panther. And you saw him. He was in shape. All of that. Pectorials. Everything. He was he was ready to go. Ladies were going nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chadwick is shirtless. Oh, man. So if he can do it, if he can persevere, if he can push through all the BS in life. We can do. Love you guys.